Hello again, everybody. This is Noah and John. We are from Urban Digs. We are in week two of the virus crisis, and we are in day two of the shutdown. Day, yeah, day two of the pause, the New York State pause. Day two of the pause. Since, since Cuomo on Friday, this is business day number two, um, told us that we are no longer allowed to show for agents, mm -hmm. real estate agents. And uh, so, so the whole industry is grappling with this, Johnny. Yeah. And, uh, they're trying to go virtual or figure out how to go virtual because, you know, first off, let's just, we don't know how long this is going to be. No. I think they set, I think they set a 30 day period or something. I think they said something like that, but we don't know if that's it or it could be extended. Like we don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, and I guess we're waiting on the doctors and scientists and the hospitals and everyone to tell us that this virus is, is starting to get contained. We're, we're looking for peak containment. Right. Yeah, I think we're I think we're looking for signals that the curve is flattening, that um, that things are starting to not necessarily turn the corner, but get to the point where you know that there is light at the end of the tunnel. I think that's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen. I think that's what everybody's waiting for. So that's why we're all on pause still. Right. And um, peak shutdown is kind of like it's kind of tied to peak containment. I would think. Right. So you got peak containment. If we could solve peak containment, it would lead to a shorter peak shutdown. Yeah, we're sort of in the acute phase in which we're still trying to understand what, what's, what's really happening here. And, you know, just we're in survival mode. After survival mode is like, all right, well, what's the damage? And we have, we're not into damage surveillance yet. The tornado is still, still ravaging the RV park. That's, so that's, that's months down the road. It's months right. down the road to the insurance adjusters to get there and replace all our windows. We got to figure all that out once we get there. So right now, survival mode, a lot of logistical questions. Um, I know I'm on the board of my co-op building. We're going to talk about this with our special guest today, uh, Deanna Corey of Corcoran. Um, but I'm on the board of my building, and we have a board interview today scheduled by phone. So this is something we've never done before, but we are rolling with the punches and uh, just trying to keep keep the ball rolling as much as we can. And, and I think part of the issue is that there is no um, instruction manual for keeping that ball rolling. Banks on an individual level, each bank is doing its own thing. Attorneys are trying to figure this out on their end. Mortgage right. companies, again, there is no uniform standard for that. So they're all sort of trying to you know, piece it together. Meanwhile, we need guidelines themselves, uh, management companies, everyone is sort of putting together its own list of rules. So we are at peak uncertainty right now in terms of business. I totally agree. And, and, and we need guidelines, Johnny. We need guidelines from, from co-op boards, from management companies, from revenue, from legal from lenders, um, it's starting to come out. Uh, everyone wants the same thing. Let's let's see if we can do virtual business, right? Yeah, no, I think a lot of it's common sense based. And frankly, I think a lot of it is, is great to pull this industry a little bit into the, the, the 20th century. That would be great, maybe even to the 21st if we could get there. But right. um, you know, some of these things are a, a long time happening, long resisted, but are just happening now for necessity and It'll be interesting to see if once this once the dust settles in six to nine months, whether some of these changes actually stick and sort of help, you know, maybe speed up the closing process. That would be an interesting uh, turn of events. Yeah, but we just we 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 want we want to get back to business in less than three months. That's that's like I mean everyone knows for the next month is out, so let's just everyone kind of expects that a April's out, right? There's a very good chance this goes into May, and um, I'm sure people will start to go back, and and that will kind of happen like in phases, I guess. Um, but like, I think the markets are looking at, let's, let's try to get over this by, by, by end of May and June, let's get back to business as usual. And this is, this is behind us now kind yeah, of thing. I agree with that. So, so let's just, um, let's, let's figure out how we can work together, manage this, manage this crisis, um, navigate it, um, be transparent about what the data shows, whatever we could track. 
right? Because we can't track days on market anymore, so that's out. Yeah. Uh, and let's let's just see what the front the uh, front liners the uh, the producers are doing. With that said, let's bring Deanna in, Johnny. All right, uh, very good. Yeah, I just I just gave her a little text here. I got text coming in. I'm gonna give her a text to join in. So we should see a little Deanna Corey box going on right down here. And uh, while we're waiting, guys, we have a YouTube channel. This is Urban Dig YouTube channel. I, I encourage you guys to subscribe. There's Deanna. Hey, Deanna, you got to flip the phone. <laughs> flip the phone the other way. If you can. Okay, got it, got it. We're, we're going to title this, instead of talking Manhattan, this is going to be like flipping, flipping Deanna's phone. Well, it, it's apropos because we are in, it's like that old Superman cartoon, Bizarro World, when everything was upside down, sort of, you know, everything's sort of Bizarro World these days anyway, so. Right, right. So listen, John, while, while we're waiting for Deanna, um, uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep posting content on this on this on this YouTube channel, and this is where we're gonna funnel everything into um, interviews with people and just just, just talks. Um, we just tell her you're not in. We're still waiting for Deanna here. In the meanwhile, listen while while we're waiting there, listen. There's massive massive fiscal stimulus coming. And I want to talk about this anyway before we kind of got the Anna in, but there's massive, massive, massive fiscal stimulus coming. That's going to help the people, hopefully. And then you got massive, massive, massive monetary stimulus by the Fed. That's going to backstop the engines that we've been talking about, about the, the plumbing of the finance market, and, and hopefully mitigate a major credit event. Mm -hmm. You know, not the time to talk about bailouts. I know it's tough. I, I, I get the other side of the argument, but this is the time to just make sure there's not a massive credit event that causes the financial system to go into a complete shutdown because that won't help anything. And we're trying to get through this. The hope is that we can get over this virus. And at the end of the day, um, oh, John, I need a meeting number for her. Meeting number, hang on one second. This is, this is life as a live podcast, people. You see what I we deal with. I'm trying to get back in one second. Let me go back to my Zoom, admit. Hey, Deanna. There she is. Okay, I'm here finally. Do you see me? We yes, see you. Okay, good, good, good. Thank you for joining us. What was that? Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you're staying safe and staying well. I am. I am. How's everybody there? We're doing. We're doing fine so far. Hunkering down. Great. 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 Deanna, let's get right into it. You know, uh, people know you. Uh, you're you're a big producer out there. Um, to tell everyone who you are real quick, how long you've been in business, and get right into what you're thinking. Well, uh, my name is Deanna Corey. I'm at the Corcoran Group, and I've been in the business, it's almost 35 years now. And um, thankfully, do do well. But boy, this is a new era, a new situation that I've not encountered before. None of us have. But we right. have been through other crises in the past, so hopefully that informs us a little bit. We will get through this, but so Deanna, right, right off the bat, um, what's what's going on with your pending deals? This is what everyone's well, everyone trying to figure out. You know, it's interesting. I do have a number of pending deals, and most of them are in still happening. They're still in process. Only one of the deals they're talking about renegotiating or potentially leaving money on the table. They're uh, not their full down payment because they feel that they can. Uh, you know, wiggle out of much of it, but um, there's only one, which is kind of surprising to me. I hear different stories with different agents, and of course, depending on the length of time it is until the closing, it will make a difference. So if something's further out, then um, we may not be hearing much about 
what they want to do now, and they may be waiting and seeing. But for those that are coming up, I have one that was supposed to close yesterday, but they're trying to figure out how to virtually close. Right. Um, but no talk about negotiation or anything. And then others, really nothing except for just one, thankfully. Right. So, I mean, so people understand, I'm sorry, John, I just want to sneak this in. So people understand, you know, usually a, a closing, uh-oh, we lost Deanna. Uh, because, whoop. Oh, uh -oh. there you are. Yeah, it's just, how do I turn off? Go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, usually a closing, is in, it involves, you know, management company, attorneys, right? The, the, the buyer, the seller, maybe the brokers. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're all sitting at a table. And then you have the final walkthrough right before the closing. Usually. Right. Well, usually you do. Right. And they also the banks and so forth. So um, if one of those parties can't be there, the closing can't take place. And right. uh, that's the challenge that we're, that we're facing right now. I just got a note a moment ago from Bank of America. We're supposed to be closing on something shortly and they're not doing any closing closings right now virtually. Um, although they have a new, I'm just getting up to date as we're, as yeah. we're here on the yeah. line. Right, and they're, and they're changing and dictating different things at this point. So it, it's all in flux right now because everything's so new. Yeah, and that was kind of one of my questions, which is just, you know, you, you, and you hit upon it, which is there's a lot of logistics that happen in between getting a contract signed and getting to closing. Uh, and I'm just curious, with the deals that are in contract pending closing, how are you, how are you trying to, to work around some of these kinks, such as have you talked to any boards about how are they doing the interviews on the co-op side? Or, uh... I'm, I'm, not, I'm not quite at that. I do have a number of board packages in, and um, I'm hearing that there's some talk about doing a virtual board meeting, which makes sense, a Zoom meeting or something to that effect. Yeah. Um, and, and that would be totally normal and, and understandable. Um, so that, that's the only thing that I'm hearing right now. Can I just say, virtual board meetings, I don't, why is that not like going to be the standard going forward? Is it, is it because it makes too much sense? I mean... Maybe because it makes too much sense. And also remember that you've got different people on the board. So some people, older people, might not be as comfortable with... But this whole process we're going through is creating much more of a comfort with the virtual world because we all have to be in yeah. it. Yeah, and it's one of those things, look, I'm a believer. I think Zoom is very easy. We're using Zoom for this podcast. You send a link, you click on it, you're in. You just need right. a phone. You're on a phone right now, right? So you're not even on a computer. Correct. Right. So, I mean, it, it, I agree. Anything to keep these wheels in motion and get business to, to operate during this shutdown is, is a critical thing. Um, what, what are your sellers thinking? Like, especially the sellers that are not lucky enough to have a contract signed and they're still out there. Right. Well, I think some of the sellers are thinking, why didn't I take that offer and go into contract? But they haven't yeah. said that because no one wants to admit that they uh, may have made an error. But who, who saw this coming? I guess we, we probably did in January, but didn't know it. Um, but anyway, uh, what, what, I, what sellers are saying is that they understand that we're in process right now. And most of them are just biding time because, you know, the hope, I guess hope springs eternal, right? And so a lot of people hope that perhaps we won't be hit as badly as the initial forecasts were indicating in terms of sort of the stock market and business and the economy, but who knows? 
So, so it really depends on your point of view. Some sellers are probably feeling really upset. We're getting everything across the board, but mostly we're getting people who are sort of biding their time. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Can I ask you about that? So this, you know, it's one of the discussions that we've had with a number of agents, which is, you know, right now days on market is paused. So Correct. with that in mind, is it better to leave your property on the market or should you take it off the market and just, you know, remove it from consideration whatsoever? I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on that in this market. Well, well, because the days on market are not ticking and the, and the argument is that there are people out there who don't have as much to do virtually and maybe looking online that it is an opportunity to have your apartment viewed online. If you take it off the market, that opportunity does not exist. So it's, it really depends. Some sellers are just, they just want it off. They just don't want it. You know, they want it to look new when it comes back. So it really is, you know, person by person. That, that's a great, a great point. And I, and I really wonder, Deanna, um, are, are sellers, I mean, how many sellers have to sell? That's, that's, I mean, I'm not, I know you don't have this answer, but like, I'm wondering what is the percentage of sellers out there that are forced to sell? I need to sell this property within 60 days. I need to get out. I need to liquidate, get a margin call. I got something else going on, a personal thing going on. I got to get rid of this place. I can't hold it. I can't buy right. my time. And those are the people. See, like, I think we're about to enter this period of very low volume, Johnny. Right. Oh, no question about it. Maybe like the futures market of the site. Maybe like the futures market. Maybe like a low volume kind of volatile thing and only those sellers that have to sell hopefully we can keep that market going and operating so they have some bids to choose from but like right. this, this this is going to have an asterisk next to it and the problem is the sales john from this period these deals being signed today are not going to show up until what july august september right so july august september is going to show the deals from march april and may right you with me am i doing the timing right here close I think yeah. maybe a month off is going to July August September is going to show those down months and that's when you're going to kind of see out of the thinly vo volume traded what what this was and it's going to have an asterisk next to it yeah <laughs> I think I think I think you're right there I think it's going to need to have an asterisk I mean I I do hear of a few people negotiating I I have someone on my team who's, ne who's negotiating right now and it's not so dramatically off I just recently got an offer that was oh my goodness it was so low it was something like um i hate to say it like 30 percent below which is not something it's a number that's been bandied about but i haven't gotten one until recently but it was a very high-end property yeah. and they were going to come up maybe 10 percent, but now they're sticking with where they are but it was a very low offer to begin with even before the crisis hit so it's really hard to know you know how people and how things are going to play out and yeah. that's going to happen now that's going to happen now. You're going to have a lot of those bids in the next, in the next couple of weeks. You're going to have a lot of those bids down 20%, 30%. And sellers are going to have to make that decision. Do I hit that bid or is this just one of those crazy scenarios? Hopefully, they don't, they don't have to hit those bids and time will bring a better bid over time. But just, I right. think agents need to prepare, especially listing agents. And not only that, off-market inventory. I, I, I agree with you with active. Keep it active. Days on market report. Keep it fine. But some people will take it off. If I'm a buyer out there, I'm looking at all off-market inventory as if it's on the market. Oh, that's an interesting point. And it's something to consider if you're a buyer, obviously, because there are sellers who just, just don't want to be on because they, even though the days on market are no longer ticking, they may feel that it's an opportunity for them since no one can see their apartment 
to sort of be the fresh new kid back on the market when people start looking again. Yeah. yeah. I, I also get the feeling that there's a lot of people sort of casually looking right now, which is to say, hey, listen, I'm, sh I'm sheltering in place in my home, but boy, it would be great if I had that extra bedroom right now, wouldn't it? So, hey, why, why not, since I got the time, why don't I browse Street Easy? Why don't I browse uh, Corcoran? Why don't I see, uh, you know, what, what the listings are out there? Just because I've got time on my hands to look. Right, right. Well, that's the argument for staying on if you feel exactly. that the views will, you know, put you in a good place. Um, interestingly enough, I'm not getting a tremendous number of inquiries. Mm -hmm. um, I get people browsing. We do track web hits, but in terms of um, inquiries themselves, I've been, we've gotten some. Um, yeah. I think everybody was like deer caught in the headlights. That we're still a little bit in that kind of acute phase of the uh, crisis. Mm -hmm. I think uh, in the next week or so, we're going to be seeing a little bit more of a, uh, you know, sort of sustained, you know, acceptance of where we are and then, and already plans about what the future might hold are happening. So we'll just have to see. We're going to have to watch the curve, watch when the curve flattens and, you know, all of that. Yeah, I agree, Diana. And let me just show you what I'm doing to watch that curve. Um, okay. <laughs> screen share over here. I'm using my search tool. I, I'm using my little date, my starting from time scale here. And I'm using my custom period tool down here that allows me to select. I, I want March 1st to March 24th. Um, and then I can just change status easily. So I want contract signed to start. So I could see that we have 549 deals in the last, in, in this month so far. 549. Yeah. Not. Yes. What, is that, what is that compared to previous oh, months? Lower. It, usually we do over a thousand. I mean, I can go to my, I can go to my um, charts tool over here. And um, usually it's, it's, it's about a thousand, a little over a thousand um, for the month of March. Okay. okay. Go to my, my, my monthly contract activity chart over here and just click this. And I can click on three year. And just go to March, and I could see. All right, it's a little over a thousand, like a thousand twenty-five or so, if I average right. them out. So now I go back here. So far, we got a week left, but like you said, I think we're entering that period where now we're going to have that sustained little acceptance of okay, this is going to go down a lot for a while, for a few weeks. I, I, my guess so, is the majority of these went into contract in the first couple of weeks of March before the spring. Right, right. Yeah. Right. And as a matter of fact, in, yeah. I, I could look in the last seven days and just change this from the 17th and, and see what, I mean, so a hundred was in the last seven days, yeah. you know? Well, so I'm going to be looking at this every day and kind of see what, what how is that going down? Just to, just to see, you know, what's happening. I think, I think um, I've been speaking with agents and it seems to me, obviously no one can actually walk into an apartment right now. Um, at least they're not supposed to be. And, um, so as a result, it's things that have, people have seen in the past or deals they had been negotiating, that sort of a thing. Um, there are some people who might buy virtually and that is happening in some of the, more in the condo world and in the new development, but it's in, in, in the normal resale, it's less likely, I mean, highly unlikely actually, but still we do have to try and we still have yeah. to do virtual tours and do whatever we can um so we can't walk into the apartments but we do what we can right and that's and that's what's going to be so how are you changing and this is this is kind of getting to the end here how are you changing your team and your team approach here how are you handling all the members that you got there what are you telling them in what respect what in what way well um are you changing how you do business are you changing are you having well, weekly, weekly virtual we are, meetings? 
we're having weekly Zoom meetings and we're talking with one another and we're coming up with strategies as to how to, well, first and foremost, while we're in this acute phase, we're trying to talk with all our sellers mm -hmm. and we're trying to do some virtual, different virtual marketing, like, you know, slideshows and to the extent that we had a virtual tour prior to the lockdown um, or the quarantining, um, we are putting those on. And, but, but most importantly, we're reaching out just to see how everybody is because and to, and to handhold, because a lot of our job is as psychologists, really, helping people get through issues and, and, and problems. Yeah. And right now, because I've been through, I don't know how many, but a lot of different crises in, this, in the real estate market, I know, and everybody does know there'll be an end. And I do know it's sort of, there is a sort of a several stage process that we're going to go through. We're coming to the end of what I would think is the first stage and hopefully going into the second stage. And then people will get more um, you know, looking at things in a, in a sort of what can we do next kind of a thing. I think we've just all been deer caught in the headlights up until this point. So yeah. if, if I could ask you to answer, what would your one, what would your advice be to someone, to a brand new agent who's maybe got a couple of years under their belt? They, they were starting to kind of get some deals going uh, and now suddenly everything's on pause. What's, you know, from, you know, looking back over your career, what's the one piece of advice you'd kind of give them that, you know, knowing that there's well, an insight here? I mean, I would talk with people who've been through it before, like I have, um, you know, remember that this is not a financially based decline. And this is something I can't say enough. This is closer to what happened at 9-11 than any of the other declines I've seen, because it's not financially based. We're, we've been, we had a robust economy. And even though I don't want to be Pollyanna, because there's no way to predict what's going to happen. After 9-11, when the world was really virtually falling apart and our lives were changed, the market sprang back up four or five months later. And I didn't anticipate that. I was a newer agent then. Um, but you do need to kind of do what you can to keep your spirits up. That, I can't emphasize that enough. Um, one of the other crises I went through, I think it was the when Lehman fell, I was going to pitch something afterwards and I was very gloomy. And that was a financially backed crisis. And um, I talked to one of our managers and I was very gloomy and they said, you have to keep your spirits up because if you do, if you speak with a gloomy message mm. to everybody you're pitching and you're talking to, it's not going to help you. That's not to be unrealistic. I mean, to be practical and look forward with some level of optimism because this is not going to last forever. Right. It may be a, any kind of a challenge should present an opportunity, a good, another way to market yourself, another way, another way to prove that you can, move and push through it and you can do a better job um even in in the face of all these difficulties yeah and i mean listen this is this is a time when people need some voices of reason uh, yes. and it's, it's uh, you know i agree I, I think this is going to be a down and then an up kind of thing and i hope it's as short as it possibly can be and hopefully we're doing everything to keep it as short as we can possibly be um and minimize um all the problems here but um this is a great time for for the agents, those one, those one to two year new agents, John, that you're talking about, that just was starting to get a couple of deals going, is to really ramp up your social circle. Yes. Right. Really, really. Yes, thank you. <laughs> you're at home, right? You got time. You know, start learning, start right. learn, understanding different aspects of the market. Start looking at, start, start understanding the knowledge game. Become a knowledge person yourself. Um, get an understanding of how how these markets tick, how different metrics tick, and, and explain to your social circle, I'm going to be the guy that's going to guide you through this. 
And I'm going to be the guy that's going to show you when things are picking up when we start to pick up. Right. Good, good, good suggestions, Noah. You yeah. think you were an agent. I think you were before and still are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, knowledge is power. And, and, and buyers and sellers want, like you said, consulting. They want hand-holding, you know, but they also want consulting. And, and if you know what you're talking about um, and you need to know this stuff, you know, right. otherwise, otherwise the business is going to go to the people that do know this stuff and they're going to they're gonna get to sell, you know, more than right. you. Well, I think, I think to your point, definitely do widen your social circle, get, uh, increase your knowledge base. If your company offers webinars and anything you can get your hands on to improve your sales skills, your social media skills, anything yeah. you can do to increase uh, the new way of doing business. I shouldn't say new way. It's been this way for millennia, millennials and also the younger generation is a lot is online. And, and if you're not doing it, you need to do more of it in a, in a smart way, you have to sort of think it through. I, I've been a big believer in sort of along the lines of what you said, educating people, because I think education, for me anyway, has been how I've marketed myself and how I've become a, an expert in the field. Deanna Corey, thank you so much. Listen, <laughs> you're awesome. Stay well, stay safe. I hope those deals get cooking. And um, I might have you back once in a while just to check in on where things are, because this is every couple of weeks, I might want to have you back and see how this stages of this plays out here. Um, Happy to do so. Thank you so much, guys. This is Noah and John. We're from Urban Digs. We're talking Manhattan, and we're going to catch you next time.